is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Nation. Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, the Sports War Radio Network, and quite frankly, any place that you get your New York New York Jets fans fix. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller DeSimone. I'm normally joined by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Jackson. Uh, he is currently having some te- technical issues, and he will actually join us in a little while once his technical issues have been resolved. So, Obviously, the Jets played a football game today, 1 o'clock versus the Arizona Cardinals, and the Jets unfortunately fell to the record of 0-5, dropping a 30-10 to decision in which there are a lot of things that we could talk about with this game that really can just say exactly what's been wrong with the New York Jets season from day one. And we're going to get into that. But right now, I want to bring on a very special guest, ladies and gentlemen. I want to introduce Mr. Dave Hanna. Dave, welcome to the Weapon Top broadcast tonight. How are you, my friend? Thank you, sir. I, I genuinely appreciate you having me. Um, and uh, it really is an honor to be on. Uh, and I am more than happy to talk some Jets football, whether that be uh, for good or bad. <laughs> All right, so uh, really quick, the, this is obviously the first time that Weapons Hot fans are, are hearing the sound of your voice, and they might not even know who you are. So please uh, take a few moments, tell us a little bit about yourself, and most of all, how you became a long-suffering Jet fan like all of us that are tuning in. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've been known to be long-winded, so I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But um so I'm 29 years old. Uh, I'm from central New Jersey, which let me tell you, central New Jersey does exist. Uh, I'm from uh, Branchburg, New Jersey. It's essentially west of Staten Island. Um, but my first memory of a Jets of, of rooting for the Jets was uh, my father and uh, my godfather burning a John Elway jersey at the stake in 1998. Of the AFC, right before the AFC Championship game, I was seven years old, and uh, that's kind of when I just got hooked. I, you know, it was just one of those things where I became a fan via my my father and uh, and my uncle, who is also my godfather, and um, just became a diehard fan. You know, just really loved the team. Uh, it was also a combination of the fact that a lot of people that I grew up with were Giants fans and kind of like, uh, you know, talk, talk badly about the Jets. So it made me even more passionate about it. Dave, really quick, tell, uh, tell us a little bit more about the, um, the, the protests that went down. I mean, obviously all of us 
We all looked at the protest. We saw it on Facebook. We saw it on social media. Uh, you actually attended this protest. Um, tell us a little bit exactly about what went down during this protest. Um, yeah, so I had seen it on uh, Twitter and didn't necessarily have any plans of attending it, but just happened to be off that day of work. And it's an absolute joke that we're still going through this season with him as the head coach. And, uh, you know, we were able to express those concerns to uh, News Channel 12, uh, the local news channel in Jersey, and um, kind of got that message sent to the majority of the Jets beat writers because they did still report on it. So, uh, in my opinion, even though, you know, the, the show out was not necessarily what people were expecting – I think it still kind of conveyed the message. I mean, it ended up, sh they ended up showing me on the uh, Fox uh, NFL pregame the, that Sunday. So, you know, it, the point being like the message got across that the Jets fans are, are tired of Adam Gase. Nice. So now really quick, uh, I'm, I'm very curious to hear your take on what's transpired during this entire Owen now Owen five campaign. Um, obviously I could tell you are not a fan of Adam Gase. Um, neither am I, I decided to give him the benefit of the doubt after the six and two finish, which now turns out to be a little bit of fool's gold, but in your opinion, um, just give me your overall opinion on the 2020 jets. I just know this team too well. And I know that we're going to be lifeless with Joe Flacco. We're, we're trotting out a 35-year-old, you know, backup quarterback with the quote-unquote brilliant offensive mind of Adam Gase. And it's just like, it's just reached a point where it's like, I don't even really care. So do you feel like that you've reached that point of empathy now at this point in the season or, 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 uh, Actually, empathy is not not really the uh, the, the correct uh, emotion, but more like you you've just become apathetic about the New York Jets this 2020 season. Even when things go south, I'm the one that's always trying to spin zone and try and keep things positive. And this is genuinely the first year where I'm just like, I don't even care. It's like, why would I even get worked up and you know have my real life emotions tied up in a team that is not even designed to compete with uh, as long as Adam Gase is on the sideline. I, I honestly can't really get excited about watching Jets football. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, it's just really, really been frustrating the way that the Jets season has completely shaked out, especially given the, um, the expectations that we had had coming in the off season and, you know, just the, with the mere fact of just like the lack of playmakers on this team, you know, uh, probably another 20 to 30% of the roster now again on, you know, injured reserve, which is just really just frustrating. You know, uh, I, I guess one of the things that I want to ask you is um, what do you think or, or actually, that's a, that's a, kind of the wrong question that I wanted to ask. What is 
what is your opinion or what do you think, in your opinion, the Jets need to do in order to move forward? Do you think that now do you consider benching a lot of the veterans in favor of just playing the kids just for or just merely using the rest of the season as evaluation? Or do you still think that, you know, they should still go out and try their best to go and win football games? Well, I think that's honestly a complicated question. Because at the end of the day, these guys are still grown men and they're professionals and that is their job. But um, in my opinion, I think if you're a true Jets fan, you're rooting for the Jets to lose. What uh, the Jets winning does not do anything good at the moment. I mean, if the Jets won today, what, what would be good about that? Nothing is good about that. Um, I mean, that kind of segues into the idea of if they got the number one pick, is Darnold still the guy, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately to answer the question of should the Jets be winning games right now? I think no. I think if you're a diehard true Jets fan, you're rooting for them to lose and go 0-16 because that would be more beneficial than them winning one or two games with – either Joe Flacco or even Darnold at quarterback with Frank Gore, 37 year old Frank Gore scoring touchdowns. Meanwhile, it's just going to ultimately set the franchise back longer when it comes to, you know, long-term success. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce my co-host who has finally joined us here. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands I needed to play the intro yeah. music after yeah. Jack, so uh, yeah. Jack talks to me. Well, uh, yeah, I appreciate the intro once again. Uh, thank you for having me, everybody. Another episode of Whipping Hot. I'm 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 uh, really excited about having our guest on with us today. Um, you have to excuse me. I'm I'm having some some weather issues here. My internet was down for a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm just going to be honest. This is a, a, a difficult time for us as Jets fans, for me in particular. Um, I, I, I spend as much time uh, following as, as, as I think, you know, most fans do. But uh, we're in a situation right now where, uh, and, and, and to, to David's point, um, it doesn't, and it really nothing is good for us. Um, I, I, I do, you know, and obviously I didn't want to just jump in with the negative, but I do disagree with the fact that um, we really have nothing at all really to, to, to look forward to because at this point we still have young players on this, on this roster that, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to, to build and to grow. If, if we continue on the trajectory that we're on, um, even some of the players that we're, we're kind of looking forward to seeing building and growing and being part of the foundation um, those players are, are negatively impacted by what it is that we have going on. Uh, specifically, uh, when we look at what's going on with Makai Beckton and the injury and Adam Gase actually putting him in the game and allowing him to, to not, not only continue to injure himself, but quite possibly um, extend the amount of time that he loses uh, to this injury. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're talking about... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that, that's a that's a huge deal. It's 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 a big problem, but also I think it it, it kind of speaks to why it is that we have the issue that we have with the coaching staff being what it is that they are. Um, 
I'm I'm just gonna say this: even if we go 0 and 16, and, and we go and we we, you know, let's just say the Giants also, who are looking like a, you know, and they're in a pretty bad spot. They go 0 and 16. We still don't get the number one pick. Um, and I think that makes it difficult for us, especially when there really is only one quarterback in the draft next season that's worth, um, you know, that 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 spot. And I'll just be honest: if if the New York Giants um, you know, match what it is that we do as far as the record is concerned. They'll be the one that get the windfall of picks, and they'll be the ones that trade out of that 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 number one spot. Um, and it will leave us, you know, again, uh, shorthanded. Um, and it will leave us in a position where, you know, again, like what the bride's made and not the bride, right? So, um, at this point in time, we should be trying to 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 manage whatever you know bad is going to come out of this. And 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 this is difficult for me because I. Uh, I, I don't want to say that I, I, I want to tank, you know, for, for Trevor, because the, the possibility is more than likely we're not going to get him anyway. And uh, I also think that it, it, it's detrimental to what it is that we've already put in place as far as foundational players and not having them not be able to grow into what it is that we need them to, even in what most would call this a lost season. I, I was saying this to Errol last week, and I, I was hoping that it, we, we kind of get to – why it is as important as it is to not just kind of, you know, kick the can and say this season is dead because we have players right now that um, this is their, this is their foundation. This is, you know, their introduction to the league. This is how it is that they're going to see um, what it means to play on this level. And just because we're, we're a trash organization right now and because our coaching staff and all the other issues that we have are, are what's in place now, it doesn't necessarily mean that we should instill in them that this is what it's going to be. Um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, hog up all of the time right now, but I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a situation just personally where uh, the more I, the more I watch this and the more I see how bad this actually is, the more I really have to, I have to question what's going on in our front office right now. And, and, you know, I think my spotlight last week kind of made the point and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deviate from that. Uh, the fact that our ownership isn't looking to make a move, the fact that that Joe Douglas isn't, you know, kicking in Chris Johnson's door every every morning to try to get rid of Adam Gase, um, we're 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 in a much worse position than I've ever seen this organization. And CJ, we talk about this all the time. How how many how many every years? I've been a Jets fan forty years. I don't think I've ever seen it this bad ever. Period. Well, right now I can tell you we're we're definitely at the level of Kotite bad, and I think we we could have the potential that it could actually be worse than Kotite. And the frustrating thing about it, Jack, is that it really didn't have to be this way. And the question that I really have is, did Christopher Johnson really put a gag order on Joe Douglas and not allowing him to spend that $30 million in cap space? I mean, even to go out and to get a couple of wide receivers or at least one wide receiver to help out, uh, to help out Sam? I, I just don't – I don't see how Christopher Johnson and how – Joe Douglas could actually sit here and be pleased with what they're looking at every single week. Because if we have, if we as Jet fans are taking to social media, taking to every single platform that we have at our disposal, and we're just continuing to say, you know what? Hey, look, this is a complete shit show that we're watching. We're tired of watching this. There's no talent on this team. Adam Gase can't coach his way out of a wet paper bag, bag with directions. Why wasn't he fired after the Colts game? I mean, it, it, it just continues to, 
we, we, we continue to perpetuate the loser cycle over and over and over and over again. When do we actually break that cycle? Dave, I'm going to kick this question over to you because I'm curious about uh, by your thoughts on what I just said. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm treading the line and very close to that right now. Like, it's truly hard to even care at this point. Like, it reaches a point where you wonder, is it really worth even getting like emotionally invested in any of this when? Jax, what what's your opinion on on, on what I just said? What is it? When, when does it get to the point where we just say enough's enough? When does Jets management pull the pull the plug on this complete shit show? Do we wait until we're 0 and 10, 0 and 11? Do we wait until the bye week? I mean, what's the what's the point of no return when Joe Douglas finally just body slams somebody in that office and just says, "You know what? I can't do this anymore." No, we we. We should have already reached that that threshold. I mean, look, there are other teams in the league right now that have already fired their coach. I mean, we, and, and if you really think about it, if, if the reporting is correct, Atlanta is looking like they're getting ready to get rid of Dan Quinn. And they, uh, the, if, if uh, the, the, the reporting is correct, then, you know, maybe Monday, Tuesday, they'll get a press conference and uh, they'll go ahead and they'll make the move in that regard. Um, look, when, when I said last week that until Christopher Johnson or Woody or whoever is in charge of making that decision right now, until that person pulls the trigger and makes the move, um, every week that we continue on the path that we're on is pushing us backwards. We're going backwards every week. So, so look, yeah, I, I hear the, the commentary. People are talking about, yeah, Joe Flacco is possibly going to come in. And, you know, all of the, the folks who thought we were going to win this week and we're going we're gonna to play better this week, you know, and all that nonsense. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that those things aren't what is making the most impact on the situation the way that it is. Um, and it's the coach, and it's the coaching staff, and it, and it's not. It, it it it's it's the general manager not having the ability to make the necessary moves to make the, the changes that need to be made. Look, if he's in charge of player personnel, which is what he should be. Um, the fact that he's still bringing in, uh, like, like, a uh, what's his name? Balaj, who ended up getting released. The fact that they actually tried to trade for him, they actually tried to give up a draft pick for that kid. Um, and then bring him in and have him stink up the place and then get rid of him like two weeks later. That just kind of goes to show that something in the mix isn't right here. Um, and if it is Adam Gase and, and Adam Gase's aversion to actually having quality players on this team, uh, uh, that is a huge issue. Who's responsible for that? Whose who's ass really should be on the line when it comes to making the necessary changes, including getting Adam Gase's ass up out of the building? All right? I don't know. I can't call it. But what I'm going to say is that until that problem is rectified, until the ownership gap that allows for, you know, this, this equal reporting nonsense to continue, until that's uh, resolved, this is, it's going to continue to be trash and, and, and we're not going to, we're not going to see any progress. What we really kind of do need to see right now is something different. Uh, Jordan Jenkins said it this week, we continue to do things that we have done and they haven't worked. Insanity, the definition of, and I said it again last week, until we start to do things differently, including 
firing the coach midseason. We're going to continue to get the nonsense that we've been getting. Look, you you make great points, CJ, and, I, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna say this, and, and I want to wrap this up. But um, we're beating a dead horse here. There isn't a Jets <laughs> fan who watches this team that doesn't recognize where the issues lie. Um, and some of them, you know, they maybe haven't gone to the points that we we've, we've discussed here as far as saying that even Joe Douglas at this point in time, and 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 just just if if you have been following the show, thank you. If you've been with us, you know, since the beginning, you understand a few weeks ago when I said that Joe Douglas is actually going to going to or excuse me, is not going to is now part of the reason why we have the issues that we have. If he is not able to make the moves that we need to make. I think you're missing the point. I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around. There's a there's enough blame to spread. But we need to kind of, you know, kind of make sure that we recognize the tiers of what is most important and what is not. You know, having the the, the difficulty with the players that we have on this team and and, and the, the the JV caliber talent for the most part, that is difficult. It is on Joe Douglas slightly. Joe Douglas is coming in. He's he's trying to you know change things around, what have you. But we still haven't seen much from his draft picks either, other than. You know, Makai Beckton and, and Brady Mann, who I, I'll still say is one and one A as of right now, because Mann's been able to play every week, right. and Makai uh, is hurt right now. Um, right. I, I don't want to take anything away from him because he's playing at a at a high level when he is when he is in the game. But we haven't seen much of anything from anyone else. So until we see the benefits of what it is that he has put in place, the jury's still out on him. Also, we 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 saw Mike McCagnan bring in first round guys and have those first round guys, uh, you know, be good for whatever period of time. But then we also see that Jamal Adams is on another team right now. So yep. until Joe Douglas yep. actually, until Joe Douglas put some hardware on the wall here, until we actually see his draft picks kind of step up and make that turn and, 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 and make this a, a, a functional team. I'm, he is not exempt from any gunfire that we're going to shoot at him. So as of right now, every week, until something changes, it's going to continue to be trash. Period. I'm gonna. I want. I want to laugh. I want to have fun. I want to be able to look at this and enjoy this and say that you know, other than Jamison Crowder, um, we have some offensive talent. But as of right now, uh, Adam Gates is going to destroy any possibility of any offensive talent on this team being able to 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 be seen. Um, we have Le'Veon Bell as a New York Jet. Le'Veon Bell is a New York Jet. He still continues to get misused. He has to split carries between he and, and Frank Gore. And, and, and I mean, look, Frank Gore has actually played okay. But uh, but you want to know something? This is the time now where they can start to be injecting LaMichael Pirine into this uh, into this lineup. We, we actually saw LaMichael Pirine on two different special teams plays. An area, an area in which he really does not play that much on. Why are you going to have this kid returning kickoffs? Okay, and where the fuck is Jabari Zuniga? Where? Where is he? He should be on this team. He should be active. Why is he not out there? This is as frustrating as it'll get. And I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say it because I, I think uh, uh, Hannah, when he was on with us, I, I think he, he kind of did make a, a really valid point. And when you watch what it is that we have, are, are fielding every week, how could you be emotionally invested in this team? 
how could you be emotionally invested in what's going on here? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to be mindful of my own mental health because I, I, I realize that if I do spend as much time being as angry as I should be based on what it is that I see, um, I'll be pissed off all day, every day, and I, and I won't get anything else done. And I've got too much going on in my life right now uh, to, to allow this, this, this BS product to, to stop me from doing what it is that I need to do. But I'm going to say this. We cannot, as an organization, we cannot punt on this season. We just can't do it. There's too much at stake. We don't punt on a season when we don't have, look, Makai Becton is not going to make his second contract here if we don't do something. And Makai Becton is looking like a generational talent when it comes to the position that he plays because he's manhandling grown-ass men week to week as a rookie. Why is it that our first-round talent never makes it beyond that first that first contract? Sam Darnold doesn't look like he's going to make it beyond his first contract here. The only people that we've had to, to even make it seem like we're, we're moving in the right direction, they're not going to make it. Marcus May, Marcus May is not going to make it to his second contract here. Because I'm going to tell you, if anyone offers anything else outside of what it is that we offer, they'll take it and they'll leave. I tweeted out earlier that my fantasy team is going to be every player that is in their first year with the new team after leaving the Jets. <laughs> because everybody that leaves here balls out. We, 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 we yelled and screamed about why it is that they wouldn't re-sign Robbie. And I, I actually had knuckleheads talking to me about how he's not worth $10 million a season. You're idiots, all of you. Anyone that ever said that Robbie Anderson wasn't worth that money, I'm, look, you don't have to like it. You know what my Twitter is, at Spotty Black and hit me up. You're a fool. You're a moron. You've missed the entire point about what functional football is. I don't care. Be mad, die mad. If there's a reason why Robbie Anderson is averaging what it is that he's averaging over there, because there's an offense that knows how to put players in position. Robbie was our number one guy. We make some of the adjustments that we needed to make on offense, uh, uh, albeit with Adam Gase, you know, as, as our coach. And Robbie is still an, an, an effective playmaker. One trick, Pony? I'm, look, I'm going to let that go. Because, again, I think anybody that recognizes what it is that real football looks like, you can be mad if you want to be. You can say, oh, yeah, we'd still be 0-5 or whatever if you want to be. But the fact of the matter is, is that Sam Darnold, who we were looking at to build as our franchise cornerback is now in a much worse position. Joe Flacco, it, it, who is, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, he may actually end up starting again next week. Yeah, he probably no will end up starting again next week because we really don't know the status of, uh, of Sam Donald and that separated shoulder. But really quick, I just want to go over just a, a couple of notes from this game. Uh, Joe Flacco actually finished the day 18 to 33 for 195 yards, average 5.9 yards per carry with a touchdown. He was sacked twice for 17 yards. Uh, Kyler Murray finished the day 27 to 37 for 380 yards, one touchdown, one pick, one sack for 11 yards. Uh, uh, John Franklin Myers actually getting his first sack, so that was actually that good news. Um, Le'Veon Bell, we just talked about him a little bit, 13 carries for 60 yards. Um, Frank Gore, nine carries for 30 yards. Uh, Joe Flacco actually showed some wheels in this game, four carries for 20 yards, and actually had a couple of scrambles in which he kept a couple of drives alive. So that was actually pretty Wonderful nice. Life. You, uh, you know, life. and then, 
you know, one, one of the things that really just aggravated, uh, uh, he, here's another one too. Jamison Crowder, eight receptions, 116 yards today. As long as it was the 52-yard bomb that he caught, okay? And he was, tar- he was actually targeted 10 times. Now, look, I was uh, I was one of the people who had said, you know what, if Robbie wants to go sign somewhere else, fine. That's fine. Okay, so I, uh, I'll throw myself out there in saying that. When they had gone ahead and they had signed Brashad Perryman, everyone thought that Brashad Perryman, okay, well, because of his production for the end of last year, that he was going to come in and pick up right where he left off, and Brashad Perryman hasn't even stepped onto the damn field. Okay? Uh, now we've got Denzel Mims still having the hamstring issues. This possibility. He may not even suit up. He may not even play this season. So now we're stuck with a wide receiving core that looks like Jamison Crowder, Braxton Berrios, Vincent Smith, if he decides to come back, and Jeff Smith. And both Braxton Berrios and Jeff Smith both dropped touchdowns on successive downs during this game today. We just don't have the wide receiver talent on this team. And Chris Herndon, man, will the real Chris Herndon please stand up? Because that kid cannot catch a call, let alone a pass. Look, where, where we where we are right now as far as talent, um, we knew we were going to be deficient. Um, we knew it was going to take more than one offseason for Joe Douglas to do what it is that he needed to do. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Some of the mistakes that he made uh, as far as not bringing in guys is, is glaring talent. Um, it, 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 they're, they're glaring deficiencies, excuse me, if, if I can just clarify that. Um, look, I understand folks not wanting to overpay Robbie. And I know that they were bandying around some some pretty enormous numbers, and I'll keep that real. I didn't believe that we should have paid, or excuse me, pardon me, let me clarify. I don't believe that we would have had to pay $15 million to bring Robbie in the way that I think triggered most people to say he's not worth it. But I'm just going to say this. In the market where it is that he was, understanding what it is that he meant to Sam Darnold and to this offense, you know, if we would have offered him a, a, a two-year, $26 million, $25.5 million contract, um, Robbie Anderson would still be a Jet right now. And notwithstanding, uh, you know, all of the other injuries and, and other things that have decimated this 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 uh, this uh, wide receiver room, even with Rashad Perriman, having both of them was a better case scenario than having neither of them. And as of right now, we don't have either. And Robbie is balling out, balling, because he's gotten to a situation where people around him know what it is that he's capable of, and they're putting him in positions to succeed. He's making highlight reel catches every week, which is what he was doing here. But he's doing it with Teddy Bridgewater, who <laughs> arguably isn't as good of, of, of a talent as Sam Donald is, but obviously is looking so much better than Sammy is this season. So. Again, that that's another conversation to be had, but we're we're, we're struggling, man. I mean, we're we're, we're going to continue struggling until something changes, and then we we have to overhaul this. Even Greg Williams, man, I'm going to tell you right now, Greg Williams is looking like he probably shouldn't make it to the end of the season either. No, he probably and he, and that's difficult because. Yeah, well, I mean, last season, Greg Williams was, was, was what it is that we kind of hung our hats on and said that, you know, it was going to be 
you know, the, one of the only bright spots and, and one of the, the, the solid aspects of what it is that we bring into the season. And it wasn't it. He's not it. He hasn't been it. Even Brent Boyer. And, and I mean, again, we, we talked about this last week when when uh, when, when uh, the guys from Amy's Being Green kind of posed that, that question and threw the poll up about, you know, our, how adverse would somebody be to uh, Brent Boyer being, you know, the head coach going forward? And I'll just right. be honest. Um, our special teams is looking a little suspect right now in, in a lot of cases. So, well, <laughs> I do have a silver lining there, are, Jax, and I want to uh, bring this out there because I got a couple people in the chats who are, are, are dropping some comments. Um, uh, shout out to Scott Plesby. Come on, give us our best stats. What did our best player average on punts today? Okay, to answer that question, great man had six punts for 279 yards. He averaged 46 and a half yards per punt, and his longest was 59 yards. And the Joshua Kyles uh, question here, Ficken's our best player. Give us his stats, CJ. Here you are, Joshua. Damn, Ficken was one for one on field goals today. 100%. 100%. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, look, uh, I, if, if I didn't, if I didn't vow to stop drinking, if I didn't vow to stop drinking last week, um, I would be smashed right now. I probably wouldn't even be able to do the show. But I just realized that every weekend, um, I'm I'm going into you know the work week on Monday with a hangover because Sundays I'm just completely trying to trying to escape this nonsense, man. I'm a, I look, I'm a Jets fan. Most of the people I interact with, we've been Jets fans. There hasn't been another team. There hasn't been anything else. Yeah, we might have. You know some peripheral guys or teams that we that we watch follow look that we follow and watch on occasion what have you but i'm a jets fan man i've always been and this is hard for me this is really difficult for me because we continue to really just feel the worst possible product week in and week out and it's mm-hmm. getting on my nerves man it really is it, it, it's it's killing me right now and I don't know what else it is that we need to do, but 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 something's got to give. Something. Well, if it if it does make anything even worse, this is probably just going to pour gasoline on this already just ridiculous dumpster fire. But here's here's something here. All right, listening to the post game press conference today on ninety eight point seven ESPN Adam Gase was asked the question: Do you feel frustrated right now? Are you frustrated with the way things are going? And his response was, well, I think everybody should be frustrated. You know, we're on five. We're not doing a great job. Prior to that, Rich Domini asked him a, a question in which he asked, well, what do you think that you need to do in order to try and get this turned around? And you know what he talked about? He talked about practice. He talked about how the Jets had a great week in practice, how guys were really ramping to go how you know the 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 covid test on friday kind of took the little the 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 wind out of their sails a little bit but still saturday you know they were out there and they were they were you know flying around and doing their thing and so on it look here's here's something that i want to just throw out there for everyone to kind of absorb nobody gives a rat's ass about practice and do you know why? Do you know why, Jax? I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Because if you cannot replicate what you do in practice, 
during game day on Sunday, then I really don't give a damn what you do during practice. You all could sit around in a big circle. Somebody could go get a, a ukulele and you could all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Okay. You could run wind sprints from the 50 yard line to the end zone and back again. Y'all could even go and have a team community outing and have a big bowling f- f- uh, fiesta where y'all could have a, a team bonding night. But you know what? When you come out on Sunday and you have a performance like you had today, when you come out last week against the Denver Broncos, against the third string undrafted quarterback, and pretty much 70% of the, the Broncos roster on injured reserve or on the disabled list, and you still lose to them, and you come out week after week, and the product doesn't look better, it looks the same as it did the week before, or it looks worse. What good is practice? What are you actually doing in practice? So when I hear when I hear practice at a press conference, especially a post game press conference in which you just got your ass handed to you on national television, again, that does nothing for me. It does nothing for me. Look, you 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 you're again. Um, you're preaching to the choir right now. And, and and look, I'm glad that you guys that are following us are following and I'm, I'm appreciative that you're interacting with us. And, and I would kind of, I kind of want to just kind of pose this question to you guys in particular, because um, I am interested in, in, in you guys' opinion. Uh, when do we as fans really just begin to tune out? Because I went into this game today thinking I wasn't going to watch. I'm just going to be honest with you. I was like, you know what? My expectations are extremely low. Um, if I were a season ticket holder, uh, I would be asking for a refund. I'd be pissed. There's no way that I would continue to support this 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 organization with my hard-earned dollars, especially when they're doing what it is that they're doing to us by not giving any uh any consideration to the, the the product that they're putting on the field. So, I mean, when do we tune out? I mean, we're we're we're, we're literally going over the course of these next couple of weeks. Or what, what do we have? Do we have a, a Miami next? Am, am I correct in that? We have Miami uh, coming in. Or is it, I could actually it, tell you who who we have next. Yeah, because I don't have the schedule up in front of me right now. Excuse me, but uh, look, just just the the the, the continuing. Mm-hmm. It's it 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 is mind numbing. I am completely and totally at a point where I feel like if I don't get numb to what's going on, I'm gonna hurt someone because I cannot continue to do this. And look, I don't even live in New York, so I mean, I'm I'm surrounded by people who are Dallas Cowboy fans. Oh, and, and, and shout out to Dak. That that injury was, uh, man, that was that was horrible. It's another reason why, I, and, I, and I say this again, it's another reason why I always advocate for the players in contract situations because that happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, hopefully he'll come back. Uh, you know, obviously I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I never hate, I would, I always hate to see when something like that happens to any player, period. So um, just, just to move on, just this is what I'm talking about. 
we have guys that are that are going out and we have young guys that are putting their their careers on the line by playing for this team and I think uh, we we heard you know JJ Watt kind of had to say or do what it is that he did to to get um, Bob or Bill O'Brien or whatever his name is out of out of out of Houston. We need to have somebody step up and say something. I know it's good to you know to be politically correct and say the right thing, but there's no way in hell that these guys can be practicing the way that Adam Gase says that they practice, and we continually get mopped the way that we do unless what it is that we're doing is just we're going up against horrible offense and horrible defense in practice. And that's the reason why we can't do anything against any other team. Uh, the Cardinals played bad football today and they mopped us. The Cardinals could have hung 40 plus points on us if they wanted to. It, it, it's a reason why I, I was, I, I, I look, I said, I was going to throw a hundred bucks on the under because I, you know, I, I 46, well, 40, was it 42, 42, six or something like that. I think it was. And, uh, I, I couldn't do it. I knew we weren't going to score, but I was expecting them to put up 40. I really was. I was expecting them to blow us, and they played horrible football, and they still mocked us by 20 points. Adam Gase is a scrub, dude. Adam Gase is like the worst coach in the history of any organized sports. And, I mean, worse worse than, than Walter Matha on the Bad News Bears or whatever that was back in the days. He might as well just go ahead and crack a beer and light a cigarette and sit down on the bench. Because he's a bum, yo. You're bum. I cannot with this. This is this is this is literally this is this is the worst I've ever felt. And I mean, we've 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 had some bad seasons. CJ, come on now. We've had some bad seasons. Again, we can go back to the coach tire. We can go back to all that. We've had some bad seasons. I don't ever think I felt as hopeless as what it is that I feel right now. Yeah, I I, I can I can agree with that. I think um the closest that I feel for the hopelessness that I feel right now. Um, has to be back in the Bruce Coslett days because, you know, during the Bruce Coslett <laughs> days, you know, there, there were times where he would just go during press conference after press conference and just put his foot in his mouth and it was just absolutely ridiculous. There were, there were times that I wished that we, we could just tell him, just shut up, please, just don't speak. So, but there were also times during the Rex Ryan era where we also felt the same way as well yeah. where you know he's getting mad especially with the with the thanksgiving game the butt fumble okay I and, and I, I mean look i i love, I, I, I love rex as a guy yeah. i have a lot of respect for him as a defensive coordinator but as a head coach but, but the end yeah the end, but, it, was, it was it was horrible i i'll just say again to that point bruce Coslett, man yeah that was a. Uh, I have to admit, maybe that during those periods, I was kind of thinking what it is that I'm thinking now. I think now it's just worse. I really do. I mean, even through the Coslet, uh, through the Algro, you know, um, you know, and Algro, you know, Algro had a decent season, uh, you know, at, at least in in, in spots. Um, but right now, I don't know. Maybe it, it, is it just because it's the most recent that I feel like this is the the absolute worst. I mean, no, we, you know what it is? I'll tell you what it those, is. Right? We live through those. But this, man, this it just feels different. So you know what it is? It's because we had high expectations coming in. We were also promised a bill of goods, okay, by an NFL con artist named Adam Gase. Okay, we had a 6-2 and two record in our last eight games. 
And everyone in the Jets organization, fans, ourselves, we all bought in. We drank the Kool-Aid, the shots of the Kool-Aid, saying it was saying at the end of the year, yeah, there's a possibility that the that you know, if the Jets could get out to a good start, that we could really embrace this tough schedule and we could really do some damage. And you know what? We didn't. No. Because we're not going to be able to win with Jeff Smith and Braxton Berrios as our wide receivers. Okay? Sam Darnold is not going to be able to win having to run for his life on every play where now you're starting to see him more and more look like David Carr 2.0. Check this out because this just kind of came through. Um, if the draft were held today, the Jets would pick third. Trevor Lawrence going to be there at, at the third pick? No, Trevor Lawrence is not going to be there at the third pick. So and uh, so and I'll tell you something right now, you know, Jet fans shouldn't be hanging their hope on you know finishing one and fifteen or zero and sixteen, and and uh, you know ho- hoping that Trevor Lawrence is going to fall into our laps. No, I'll just be honest with you. The more that we discuss Trevor Lawrence, I think the more disillusioned we become with how it is that we should continue to pro- progress. Right. Trevor Lawrence is a pipe dream for us. I'm just going to be honest with you about that. Unless we package all of the picks that we got from Jamal Adams, plus the picks that we already have for that first round in, in our already in our own uh, situation, Trevor Lawrence is not going to be a Jet. What, what, look, it's stupid. And I, I'm, I'm trying not to go overboard with this, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I think it's stupid for us to really – kind of hang any hopes on Trevor Lawrence being the Jets quarterback. I just, I don't, I don't believe. Dude, would you, would, would you even want to bring him here just so the Jets could just ruin another young quarterback? Well, no, because I'm going to keep this real also. I don't think Eric Bieniemy comes here either. As, as, as much as, as much as people want that to be the case, there are going to be other opportunities available where Eric Bieniemy is going to feel like, oh man, there ain't no way in hell I'm going to New York. Who would really want to come here? So you're going to be lucky if we get Greg Roman. We're going to be lucky if we get anyone. We're going to be lucky if Soupy Sales is our damn coach next year. <laughs> I'm serious, man. What the hell is going on? Our, our, our team is bad, man. Our team is bad from top to damn bottom. We've got to have one of the worst owners in the league. Our front office is, I, I, don't, I don't even know what. You know, we, we've got all of these big names sitting with their thumbs up their ass, not being able to make any moves or not being able to do anything to stop the bleeding. Our head coach... 33rd out of 32. He's he's a bum. He's a scrub. Seriously, our, our, our defensive coordinator, who we thought was a genius last season, is looking like a remedial student who basically got caught copying off of somebody and now has to take the test and can't get it in. <laughs> our, our, look, our, our player personnel, horrible. Our beat writers, we have some of the, the most ridiculously bad beat writers available. And I mean, there, there are a few exceptions, mind you. And there are. There's some guys who I really believe in, who I really trust, and who I follow. But you know, I, I follow a lot of them. And, and and to be honest with you, I don't know, man. This is this is this is a, a, a bad organization. And look, I still wear it. Look, I still wear it. I went outside today with that damn mask on my face. You understand what that means? Do you have any idea how, how it is when to, to go outside knowing that I'm ripping my team because I bleed green and white and have everybody looking at me like I'm a fool? Mm-hmm. Even around where I live in, there's Falcons fans here. The Falcons are bad. The Falcons aren't as bad as we are. Come on, man. 
Come on, look and look. The, the Falcons would pick ahead of us right now. If 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 the draft if the draft was going on right now, the Falcons right. would pick ahead of us. Right, and this is the point where, you know, I I think that we need to stop this this dreaming about you know having Trevor Lawrence as you know the savior of the New York Jets organization, and we need to focus on the here and now because really what it is, is we need to know exactly what players we have on this team. And unfortunately, you know, the Braxton Berrioses and the Jeff Smiths, yes, I applaud their 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 effort that they're putting out there and being able to go out there. Even, even Chris Hogan got hurt, you know, but we're not going to win a Super Bowl with Braxton Berrios and, and, and Jeff Smith. We're not. We're not going to win a game with those guys. We're not going to win a game. Right. Not even one. So look, 0-16 is probably the most possible I've, I've, I've seen in a while. And I mean, again, I'm beating a dead horse here because if you look at the schedule, um, I don't see any possibility for us to beating any of the teams that we play unless there is a major overhaul in multiple situations on this team. Um, if we don't fire Adam Gase, nothing changes. Actually, excuse me, let me clarify. Because something does change. It gets worse. Adam Gase is, is, is doing things now in practice to change things up. But he's doing this now after already putting the guy that we brought him in here to build and grow, he's already put him in harm's way. He's already shown to be a negative impact on that guy. Right. But here's the thing. The one guy who has the balls to pull the trigger, the one guy who has the the gun, who can pull the trigger, who can end this nightmare for us all, thinks that this man is a genius and won't. You know why? Because he's content with going down with the ship. He is content with the headlines and winning the back pages of uh, of the New York newspaper system as opposed to putting a competitive product on the football field that Jet fans can be proud of. Right now, it's very, very difficult to be a New York Jets fan because our owner is a complete and utter jackass, and he just doesn't get it. He's extremely tone deaf, and I'm sorry, but I really think that Joe Douglas, either he's got his balls in a jar up on a shelf somewhere, or they put a gag order on Joe Douglas. Because if I were him, and I said this today during the Facebook group Mm. chat in in Mm. live rounds, dude, Adam Gase would have been fired at halftime. Okay, I would have went in there with a bat. I would have put it upside his head. I would have dragged him and threw him into the nearest dumpster. Okay, I would have told an intern at the beginning of the game, you go into his office and you get all his shit in the same dumpster that we dump him in, throw his shit in there too. And then I would have wheeled the friggin' dumpster onto the Jersey Turnpike. I would have got him as far away from the stadium as possible. I would have looked Jim Bob Cooter in the eye and I would have said, this is your show to run. Do whatever. And that's it. And that would have been it. And even if it would have just been done for the for just lip service or just to, quote, unquote, appease the fans, ew. Sam Darnold probably could benefit from having a different voice in his ear to fix what is wrong. Could? Because Adam Gase, Adam Gase has an offensive system that doesn't cater to the quarterback's skill set. He's trying to put the square peg in the round hole. And I'm sorry, 
spare me all the, well, Sam sucks and this and that, and he's missing this throw and he's missing that throw. Let me tell you something, Boneheads. How did Joe Flacco do running the same playbook? Joe Flacco's been sitting on his ass studying the playbook for the past four weeks. Did Joe Flacco go out and light the world on fire today? No, he didn't. This is so don't it. tell me that Joe Flacco's the answer. It's a microcosm of, of, of a lot of the other positions that we have on this team. Joe Douglas is bringing in guys that have played well at one point in their career and hoping that they regain form from four or five or six years ago. Um, look, Joe, Joe, Joe Flacco was a, hall, uh, a, a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. There is no question about that. Um, <laughs> but he, he was. He oh, was, my God. He was, right? He was, but at this point in time, no. And 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 it's 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 a continuation. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan was a decent player a few years ago. Brashad right, Perriman. He's not now. He's yeah, a shell of himself. Brashad Perriman has never really been a good player other than that five game stretch. We're talking about a guy who had the majority of of his yards and touchdowns in five games more than he had in, in two seasons. And this is the guy that you're bringing in saying that he's going to be better than, oh, he's going to step in and be better than Robbie, please, please. And I know Robbie's gone, and, and I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get away from that because I think that that, in a nutshell, is part of why it is that I cannot put my 100% faith in Joe Douglas at this point. Because well, you want to know something in regards to the, to the, to the Robbie Anderson situation? Exactly. You know, in, in hindsight, you know, yeah, I agree with you. It was a bad move that we should have just paid the man. But then, in hindsight, should we have also paid Jamal Adams? Yes. Look at our defense. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Look, and and, and I, I said this then, and, and and I again, I don't know if, if people just weren't listening or if they just you, you decided that they they wanted to, to kind of glance over it because he was making so much he's making so much noise. But how many of the players out of that draft class have now gotten contracts? Like a lot of them, a lot of them. And Jamal arguably was was still one of the better players in that class. And if we would have paid him, he would have shut up. Period. We pay him, he shuts up. We don't have some of the issues that we have on defense right now. Look, just just to keep this real, we pay Jamal, we pay Robbie, and we're not looking the way that we're looking right now on either side of the ball. And 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 in in a vacuum. Those things by themselves, they may not appear to have, you know, that much impact on what's going on. But if you really look at what it is now, the fact that we didn't do it is the reason why we're we're, we're looking at, as shitty, excuse me, as we are right now. Because that's just the bottom line. Jamal Adams on this defense, we're a better defense, period. Even with the injuries, even all of the, with all of the other nonsense. Robbie Anderson on this offense right now, even with some of the injuries and all the other stuff, we're still a better offense. Sam Donald probably looks better. The fact that we actually were saying that Chris Herndon was going to be the X factor, that may have never even been said. But we didn't. And again, I don't have, I, I don't, I'm, look, I have, I have some hope that Joe Douglas is going to be the guy, but I don't have any belief right now that he's the guy. I just don't. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where you are. Really quickly, I want to get these uh, comments on the air. Um, Again, Scott Kalepsi, uh, 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 Scott Kalepsi just completely blowing up the chat today. Uh, <laughs> he asked, is he giving out Twinkies? I'll block like hell for him if he is. Yep. 
Okay, good deal. Uh, in response to uh, firing Adam Gase, he can't fire him. They're on the same level. Joe probably wants to fire him, but doesn't have the authority. Look, at that point, I don't give a shit if Joe has the authority or not. You kick in the fucking door and you tell the, you, you tell the owner, this isn't working out. It, it's not. It's working out. It, it's not working out. It's got to, he's got to go. And that's it. And then he, he chimed in again with, it puts the lotion on when it's told to. So Silence of the Lambs reference there, which good one, uh, good a good one at that. Good one. So, and he also he also said, "Am I the only one who's missing Dave?" So shout out to Dave Hanna. He's been having uh, internet issues where he's at uh, over in Michigan. Um, uh, I I had told him to you know restart his computer and to try to to try to come back on, but apparently I guess that um, that didn't work out. Um, in regards to Jamal Adams, he said, "No, Jamal was a cancer in the locker room." And then our comments about Herndon uh, being the X factor. Yeah. Her- Herndon. Now that's funny. So yeah, we, we, we get it. Her- Herndon was a Herndon and pretty much all the tight ends this season have been a huge disappointment. But then again, it's not as if that, you know, Adam Gase has actually used them properly. And there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of blame to go around through this entire organization. You know, and just every week when you hear them talk, when you hear their press conferences and stuff like that, just makes you more and more mad because it just seems like that they just don't, they, they're tone deaf to what's going on. The fan base is growing completely apathetic. They, they really just don't care. And I mean, they're, they're even starting to lose some of the diehards. You know, even, even some of the diehards are now going from, you know, dedicating themselves to, to watching the game 100% to, Maybe just tuning in the red zone or something like that. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just frustrating right now all around. It's frustrating to be a New York Jets fan because we just continue to, we, we just continue to see the same shit over and over again. We continue to see this team self-destruct. And again, you know, Scott had actually mentioned earlier in the, in the chat that he feels like we didn't play anybody this season so far. And we're all in five. Damn. That, that just, that just tells you how bad it is that we actually are. Right. So, I mean, the 49ers, the 49ers, we played their JV team and we got smoked. Really. I think the only one who we really played for that was maybe close to hundred percent healthy was uh, the bills and the Colts, but everybody else that we played save for, um, you know, the Cardinals today, Everybody else has been a mash unit, and we haven't been able to 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 friggin' you know sneak a win against a JV team because because we're, we're because we're talentless right now, and not, not only are we are we talentless, but we're, we're like a rudderless ship because Adam Gase is really willing to to steer us into the rocks in order to save his own job, and he's doing a horrible job at it. You know, none of what it is that we and and, and I I didn't come into this season with expectations. I kind of had I had hopes. You know, and again, if you follow the show, you you have to remember, I said this early, I said the only way that we perform even halfway uh, decent is if Adam Gase can get himself together, if he can manage the coaching staff, if he can do what it is that we needed for him to do to kind of... I don't think he can. He he has no ability to do it. No, he can't. He, he, He just, at this point, there is nothing that he can do. He's not capable. And and look, I, I want to touch on this point because, you know, again, Scott has had made a point about uh, Jamal Adams being a locker room cancer, but Jamal Adams was the face of this franchise going back 
before all of the issues when he realized that he needed to get the hell away from us. So um, there was no talk about Jamal Adams being a cancer in the locker room until after all of the nonsense when he literally went nuclear. Okay, when Jamal Adams is in that locker room, we're a better team, period, point blank, hands down. You can put up with certain with certain issues when you're able to win games and when you have the very best player on the team being that being that guy. So, I mean, be mad at the fact that he that he did what it is that he did. But I don't think Jamal Adams gives a shit right now because he's over in Seattle and they're winning games and they're looking to be in a he's, he's in a much better position. And just like he said, he'll take less money to be on a team that wins. And anybody that can be, you can be mad at Jamal Adams if you want to, Jamal Adams was right. And also, Jamal Adams left a vacuum on this defense that hasn't been able to be filled by multiple players. Yep. So I can understand you wanting to feel that way, but Jamal Adams wasn't a cancer in the locker room until we started to lose, until he until he started to really kind of go off the rails. And, I, and I'll just say this, when, when, when he's in the locker room and he's playing, there's certain things that you've ever been if you've ever been in the locker room, there's always divas. Your quarterback's a diva. You know, your star linebacker, your star cornerback's a diva. Deion Sanders a diva. Okay? But they're not cancers to the locker room. They're the best players on your team. And if nothing else, you'd want to try to emulate them and be like them in certain regards when it comes to how it is that they prepare and how it is that they play. If you're trying to tell me that this defense wouldn't be better with Jamal Adams right now, I don't know what to tell you. There's really no way that I, I, I can even justify that. I mean, it, 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 it's the reality of where it is that we are right now. So I, I get it. Say whatever you want. Say whatever it is that you want to say. The fact of the matter is, is that the proof is in the pudding, and the pudding is horrible. It's thick, it's lumpy, and it tastes like shit. <laughs> uh... All right. <laughs> do, we have, do we have on to the next right now? I don't even know. Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, I think it's time for the spotlight, so here we go. <laughs> In the spotlight with Kevin Jackson. Kevin Jackson. All right, Jack, so we got in the spotlight tonight. All right, look, I, I kind of kicked around this uh, a little bit today because I, I, I knew we were going to come to this point, and I'm just going to be honest with you. The, the, who's in the spotlight this week? Uh, your local liquor store, uh, your local <laughs> man, the, the, the guy you get your drugs from, whoever. That's who's in the spotlight this week because there's nothing at this point in time on this team that I can point to and say with any consistency other than, other than who it is that we were – look, Jamison Crowder's a beast. We knew that. Um, he shouldn't be the only one uh, that's actually playing well at this point. Unfortunately um, – Fuck of, sadness! Um, I, I, we can't talk about Makai Beckton because he's not playing. Um, we could talk about Brave Man's at what uh, almost a 60 yard punt today. Um, as a rookie, he's actually doing his job the best way he can. Um, you know, the, the reason why I think his, his punt average is the way that it is is because we can't cover him and guys are returning. So it's not so much as he's not able to kick or do whatever. And we're just in bad shape. Who's in the spotlight? The Grim Damn Reaper. Somebody needs to call <laughs> this guy and, 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 and tell him to walk around Florham Park until he, until he sees the guy that, that, that does press conferences as the head coach and take his ass out because we're, we're in bad shape right now. Man. I, I, yeah, look, I tweeted this earlier and I'm hoping that I'm not going to get some pushback about this, but if I do, whatever, you already know who I am. I said, um, how old is Joe Namath? Because I'm asking for a, a cursed fan. <laughs> now, 
I know, I know that's, I know that's harsh. I know it's harsh, and I say it tongue in cheek, but come on, <laughs> but come on now. Look, we we've got too much going on right now, man. Well, you play to win the game. Do we? You don't play to just play it. Do we though? Do we though? Are, are we, Great are, thing about sports. Are, are, yeah. You are, play are, to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. I still love Herman. I still love Herman. The whole point about this nonsense, Adam Gase and all of that, we're not playing to win. We're playing to save Adam Gase's job. And to be honest with you, it's even worse because the more he does it, um, the less likely it is that his job is going is, is safe. So there's that. In the spotlight this week, no one. We suck. We need to do wait, better. Wait, we went from the local liquor store to the Grim Reaper, <laughs> and now nobody? Nah. Come on, we got to have somebody. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it real. The local weed man. <laughs> the local weed man. I'm saying like, <laughs> something's got to give because <laughs> we, we, we are in bad shape, man. We're in bad shape. Man, what are we gonna do? What do we, I mean? What do we have to do? I, I'm 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 so I'm I'm so lost right now, because uh, I I I want I, I really I need to see a pulse. I need to see life, and and we have so much bad right now. There, there is enough blame to spread, everywhere, everywhere. Listen, even the players are like, yo, we're, we're going to Adam, we're we're going to Adam Gase and asking, what can I do? And you know what? I'm you know what he's probably telling them, oh, just do your job. Which goes to show he's a horrible coach and probably the last person that you want to be asking about what you need to do in any case because the, the, because Frank Gore is still out 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 repping uh, Le'Veon Bell and 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 really we're seeing ten targets to to guys like uh, 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 what's his name uh, Smith and 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 we're seeing more targets to Berrios and Hogan than we're actually seeing the guys who actually you know are being able to put up numbers so I don't know man. I, look, I, I'm I'm sorry to, to disappoint this week, but in the spotlight right now, the damn darkness. <laughs> the damn darkness. <laughs> We're in bad shape, man. We yeah, we are. Oh my God, so bad. Uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna end tonight's episode of the Weapons Hot broadcast here. Uh, I, I hope that we, you know, despite how shitty the Jets played, I hope we were able to entertain you a little bit. We did spark some some conversation here. So shout out to everyone who actually contributed on the Facebook uh, comment feed. Thanks, guys. Here. So, you know, we really appreciate you guys interacting. So be sure to follow the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. My partner in crime on the other side of the glass, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. Don't forget to shoot the show an email, weaponshotpodcast at gmail.com. Also catch us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Be sure to hit that like button. Message us or message you right back. We love to talk New York Jets football with fans out there. Also leave us some feedback on how we're doing because we're always curious to hear what the pulse of Jets Nation is thinking about what we're doing here on Weapons Hot. Also shout out to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You could also shout us. You could also find us by downloading the Worldwide Sports Radio Network app. Go to Google Play on Android. Go to the uh, Apple Store on, on Apple. I don't have an iPhone, so I couldn't even tell you. Or if it's iOS or something like that, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> Kevin's about to take that thing and wrap his head, wrap it around his head, and try to take a nice deep breath as he wants to. 
He wants to pass out. Look at him. He's crying, ladies and gentlemen. Am, look, can, we, can we get can we get a win for my co-host, please? Look, I, 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 I'm getting so much pushback because I want to put my jet stuff off on the wall. And everybody's like, who? Do you want to put what? No, hell no. We don't want to see that shit in it. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Like, ah, come on. Y'all, y'all killing my vibe in here. So, yeah. A shout out to uh to to Dave Hanna who was able to join us for the first part of the show for just a short period of time. Unfortunately, um, he uh, uh, had some internet issues with um, where he's at over in, uh, over in Michigan. So we will, we'll definitely arrange to get him back on because I'm, I'm, I had some questions that I wanted to ask him tonight that I didn't get the opportunity to obviously because of the internet issues, but we will work on getting Dave back, uh, back onto the show. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Kevin Jackson on the other side of the glass there, this is CJ, the painkiller, D. Simone, signing off. We will see you guys when we see you guys. And I'm going to leave you guys tonight with still, in my opinion, is the best chant in the National Football League, despite how much they drive us all to drink. Peace, love, go Jets. We'll do it again next week, hopefully a different result. Good night from Armory Studios, ladies and gentlemen. Weapons Hot, signing off. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.